Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Um, tell me what you've been working on this week that you're most fired up about with PFF, whether it was a podcast topic or something that y'all posted on the site. Oh, man. Um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about around the NFL. I think the Justin Fields saga with the Bears is uh, not a fun one to discuss, but just like... Okay, man, well, let, let, let's talk about that. What what You can do that in the NFL. You can't do that in college. You can't say that, um, you know... My, my coach's dog poo poo. So so Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. What did you make of what he said when he kind of said, "Hey, we're not," blah, 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 and then he said, "Coaching." Well, yeah, I mean, I saw uh, Mitchell Schwartz, former Chief, kind of being honest about it, saying, "Hey, fans and media want players to be honest, and then when they're honest, you know, it's like, oh, big story. Justin Fields trashes his coaches. I mean, he's basically just saying, like, like any athlete." that I'm thinking too much. And so the way things are taught from offensive coordinator Luke Getze, you know, he's basically saying, hey, he's putting too much on my plate as far as being, uh, look at this and then look at this, and if you see this, you do that. And and so that's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. So I think it's just, it's not like the coaches are bad. It's just, hey, they need to play to my strengths better, which is, See this and then do that, right? Keep it simple. Do one. Think about one thing instead of six on a given play. Now, you could argue a quarterback has to do that regardless, and if you're not doing that, well, you're going to be in trouble. But clearly Justin Fields wants to play a little bit more reactionary, and whatever is happening is not working. You know, if you watch the game on Sunday and you see, we always talk about quarterback stacks are not a product of the offensive line. It really is a product of the quarterback overall there are so many plays where there are open receivers, open receivers to the side of the field where Justin Fields is looking, open touchdowns, and he's holding the ball for five seconds and then getting sacked and fumbling. I mean, it was just atrocious overall. And I'm not saying it's all Justin Fields' fault, but clearly, however, they're teaching him to read concepts, to read defenses, whatever it might be, needs to be simplified because he's not playing fast and he is a fast, dynamic player. So, that's what I heard. I mean, I don't think it was blaming the coaches. It's just, hey, whatever style we're using to read the field right now is not working. And look, that's not news. We can all see that on Sunday. So obviously something needs to change. Wow. All right, Palazzolo, I like that. I, I I don't mean to blow smoke, but that was a great way of framing that up with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Will you say real quick what you said about uh, when quarterbacks get sacked? Yeah, so like in the analytical community, we talk a lot about the, the sacks. Sacks are basically a QB-driven stat. And I know for fans, and I, I did this for years too, the initial reaction is, oh, that guy got sacked five times. The offensive line is terrible. Um, and that could be true. Um, but when the offensive line gives up pressure or they blow a block or whatever it might be, uh, there's a difference when you know Patrick Mahomes hardly ever gets sacked because he's a magician at avoiding sacks, feeling the pressure. And that's not a... 
you know, compliment to his offensive line. It's just it's him avoiding those sacks. Justin Fields was holding the ball for five seconds, not even being pressured and waiting for a sack to come in. You know, that's that's not on the offensive line. So the quarterback's sack total is actually a very consistent number for them year over year, and no matter who's blocking for them. So just, you know, Deshaun Watson, put a, I put this stat out there this week. Deshaun Watson has been sacked more than Patrick Mahomes over the last two years. And in case we forgot, Deshaun Watson was suspended for 12 games during that time period. Wow. So he's got a quarter of the dropbacks, and he's been sacked more than Patrick Mahomes. And it's not because the Cleveland Browns have a bad offensive line. They have a pretty good offensive line. So it's on Watson. It's on the quarterback. So we just have to remember that the quarterback controls how quickly they get rid of the ball, how they feel pressure, how they avoid it. But, yeah, but getting rid of the ball is the most important part of avoiding getting sacked, and that's not really an offensive line issue. Okay, and that's what made Tom Brady so special? Getting understanding when to get rid of the football, Steve, and Drew yeah, Brees. Absolutely. I mean, I think Brady and Brees were both outstanding at that, and Mahomes is, but in a different style. That was one thing when you put uh, Peyton Manning also outstanding at that. Um, Aaron Rodgers was has not been for the for a lot of his career. Aaron Rodgers has uh, invited pressure quite a bit and probably taken too many negative plays, and that doesn't show up in Aaron Rodgers' passer rating. His passer rating's still good. It doesn't account for sacks. But I think Rodgers has been worse than, say, the Brady's, Breeze's, and Peyton's of the world. There was also that ridiculous stretch. Dan Marino got sacked like six times one season or some insane number in a in an era when there was all seven-step drops and, like, you should have been getting sacked 40 times a year. That's incredible that Dan Marino was that good at that type of uh, sack avoidance. He was the best in the league every single year, so... Um, yeah, just look to the quarterback when it comes to those sack totals sometimes. Wow. I didn't know we were going to stumble on this topic. Okay. <laughs> you never so, know. You never know where we're going to go. No, you don't. But but so the overwhelming majority of the time, sacks are on the quarterback, and it makes sense. And, and, and I hope our Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans are listening because we've been debating some things. All right, how about this, Steve Palzolo, because you cover – not right now, but uh, certain times of the year, um, you and your team cover college football in the NFL draft. And I, w- I've, I listen to your podcast some this summer, and I listen to other NFL podcasts when I can, of uh, guys that I, I like and, and respect. Um, so I want to throw this out at you. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What about do you do you agree that right now in the game, it may have always been like this, Steve, but right now in the game, that there's more talent on the defensive lines at the college and NFL level than the offensive lines? Even though the game, modern football, is called in favor of the offense. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about it's kind of a more – there's more talent on defense, so you got to do what you were saying. You got to figure it out, know where the pressure's coming from, and get the ball out. What are your thoughts there, Steve? Oh, I definitely agree. There's more talent on the on the defensive line because linemen are getting overall the last twenty, thirty years bigger, stronger, faster, right? And then offensively, as an offensive lineman, it doesn't actually matter if you're bigger, stronger, faster. You're you're in a more reactionary position anyway. The offensive line's less about athleticism and more about technique, being in the right place. But defensive linemen 
uh, you know, you have 280, 290 pounders rushing off the edge, moving around, rushing against guards, whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, I do. I agree with that. And then the other part is the way college offenses are. We've heard this a ton. You know, the offensive line development has been stunted a little bit. Um, I'm going to be, you know, crotch to the NFL guy that's like, those spread offenses in college, they're killing our offensive linemen. Uh, but there's there's some truth to that because offensive linemen have to play in a three-point stance in the NFL. They have to do uh, – they have to pass protect a little bit better in, in a different way. And in college, the other move in college is you're seeing a lot of three down linemen, three big down linemen with only one edge rusher, whereas in the NFL – you always have two edge rushers. You always have both of your tackles, you know, needing to pass protect on any given play. Where in college, sometimes it's just one. So you actually don't get a ton of great one-on-one pass protection reps from college offensive linemen, from or offensive tackles in particular. So they get to the NFL and it's like, hey, this guy gave up, you know, five pressures in his you know last season in college, but he wasn't really challenged. You're not facing. Boses and Micah Parsons, and you're not facing yeah. that many guys. So, yeah. yeah, I think there's a ton of defensive line talent, and the offensive line depth is is kind of hurting around the NFL.